Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Doctor Is In. I'm your host, Dr. Nadia Saba, president of Dr. Greenhouse. Today, we have a special segment specially recorded for our Growers Appreciation Week. In this session, one of our own, Destiny Rich, who's on the marketing team, interviews Shannon Parkhill, who is a cannabis job recruiter for Vangst. Shannon is going to talk about how you can get into the cannabis industry at any level in any job that you're looking for, um, maybe, you know, to some degree. She's going to talk about how women can get into the industry and advance their career. She talks about people who are focused on STEM careers and their place in the industry. And really, what I love about this interview is that Shannon really focuses on the passion, the passion for cannabis, the plant, the industry, and how exciting it is to be in an industry that's growing and burgeoning and even has some unknowns and uncertainties around the corner and just creates more and more opportunities, no matter what it is that you love to do, uh, you can apply to cannabis. So sit back and listen, and I hope you enjoy this special segment. We really appreciate you taking the time to do this. It's, um, I'm not sure how much you know about it, but we're doing a Grower Appreciation Week. And essentially what it is, is just like recognizing awesome people in the industry and helping, you know, give advice to people who want to start being in this industry. So we're going to go ahead and take the time to ask you these questions. And it's only going to be like 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, you might have to cut me off, actually, because (laughs) when it comes to cannabis, I can literally talk all day. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're so excited to have you do this, because we need people like that. So awesome. Sweet. Yeah, go crazy. All right. So we'll just go ahead and get started. Which jobs in cannabis are in high demand? So I would say, generally speaking, right now, we're seeing a lot of like non-plant touching jobs. We're seeing a lot of need for accounting and accountants or uh, operational people that may have had their hands in the cultivation side, but a lot of these companies want someone with the trifecta, right? They want them to be able to grow, but they want them to know traditional manufacturing and Lean Sigma 6. So it's really an interesting time where a lot of these kind of positions that you see coming out are really an accumulation of a couple of different what be, what would be like normally straight roles. And what are your tips for those who want to enter the cannabis industry, both in general and for women? Yeah, in general, I mean, honestly, I think it's just getting started. A lot of people have that trepidation of like, ooh, it's cannabis, it's scary. Like, do I even want to dip my toes? And I think a lot of that is what inhibits people from even just getting in there and trying. You know, there's still this huge enigma surrounding the cannabis industry. A lot of the people that don't live in these super legal states like Colorado really don't know what to make of all of it. You know, for me, it's, it's just a normal way of life. This is what I've been doing for eight years. So, you know, going to Costco, hitting the dispensary, like that's just Tuesday, (laughs) you know? So yeah. So I think that that's the biggest tip is just try to go into it with an open mind and know that at this point, the genie's not going back in the bottle. It's not a career killer. I think that's another misconception is people think, 
oh God, if I have cannabis on my resume, I'm kind of stuck, right? No one's going to want to touch me. And, you know, six, seven years ago, sure. I mean, it wasn't nearly as widely spread as it is now, but today I'd say that that's definitely not as big of a concern. And another tip is just research, research, research. I don't think that there's any other industry out there where you should really just spend time going down rabbit holes and researching the big companies, the big brands, what are they doing? What's their funding like? You know, it's, it's this weird kind of thing where you want to get these people from the traditional side of things to come into the cannabis industry, but a lot of what they like about working in traditional side of things isn't there in cannabis and it freaks them out, right? Like there's no real structure. There's no playbook. There's no decades worth of historical data to go back and check on. So that can be extremely intimidating. So I would say for sure, open-minded, give it a chance. And, and secondly, just go down some rabbit holes, do some Googling, do some YouTubing, really kind of investigate what you're getting into before you even decide that that's really the, the, the way you want to go. Okay. And being a woman in the industry, and I'm sure working with women in the industry, does any of that differentiate or does it like translate completely? I think it translates completely, but I also think you have to add a little onto it because it is such a, I mean, I'm not saying anything that's not widely known. It is a white male dominated industry at every level. And I think that that is extremely intimidating to some women, you know, maybe it goes both ways. You know, some women might think that's super intimidating, but other women are like, let me get in there and kick some boy's ass. Right. So I think it goes both ways, but women have to be in with most things, right. A little more extra cautious, a little more aware of what working for certain companies mean and, and what do they support? And I mean, there are good headlines and bad headlines all the time. Make sure who you decide you want to work with is a company that you can actually stand behind as a woman. Absolutely. For those already in the industry, what is your advice to help them advance their careers? one and I really really like this question because I think there's a lot of tunnel vision in our industry right you're a cultivator for eight years you've done it good and for now until forever you are assuming you are always going to be in cultivation and I think what a lot of the people currently in the industry need to do is kind of broaden those horizons I go back to the the operational side of things right that's a broad spectrum of things and a lot of times companies are looking for oh, well, we need somebody that's really heavy on the cultivation side, or, oh, no, we're looking for someone that's really understanding of the extraction process, all the way through to VPs of operations who really need to know logistics and supply chain. So I think a lot of, a lot of times candidates and, and current people in the industry just kind of put themselves in a box and don't think outside of that, where so many of those skills will transfer. So for example, again, director of extraction, right? You've been in a tech, you've been doing the extraction, you run all the machines. Why not look into being a lab manager for a testing facility or, you know, maybe get into purchasing a procurement because there's a lot of overlap there. It's, it's some of those things that I just don't know that everybody kind of thinks about. Um, the cultivation side is really the side that can translate across all boards. And is so, it's so similar to, operating in a CPG, right? It's a lot of making sure regulations are being met, making sure that things are done a certain way at a certain time. And just because you're doing it at maybe the the smaller focus of cultivation doesn't mean that some of those cultivators are amazing leaders 
who should be in an elevated position and have hands in more of the operation than just the dirt. So I think that that's really important for people to understand is don't, don't stay in your lane. Like I challenge you to get outside of your lane and think about those. Oh my God, I know I've only done operations, but I really, really love marketing. Go try marketing. I mean, it's, that's another beautiful part about this industry, right? Is that we kind of get to make it what we want it. And there are no rule books and there's nothing saying that you can't go from entry level uh, sales development representative to VP of sales in six months. You know, that's just, that's what makes it so fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's very fluent and limitless almost. And not many people know that. So yeah, thank you. Sure. Awesome. Next question will be, what jobs do you see in high demand in 2023 and beyond? I still really see a shift towards more of those positions that weren't necessarily there from the beginning. And by that, I mean things that might be normal in other industries like environmental health and safety, OSHA, right? Like a lot of these facilities will follow OSHA guidelines just because why not be ahead of the game? But there's not necessarily that person in place, that occupational health person to make sure that everything's being done to a specific standard. And I've started to see some of the bigger multi-state operators really kind of hone in on that and and really start to develop that side of the business. Um, I think another high demand job is there are always going to be high demand jobs, plant touching. I think that, you know, five, six years ago, it was a very small pool of people that had the knowledge and the experience to, to go out to a new state and, and just jump into a director of cultivation role. And now that we've got such a, a more widely spread market from East Coast to West Coast, you know, there's this, this huge shift where everybody from the East Coast moved out West because they wanted to participate in the legal weed. And now it's legal back home. So they're taking all that knowledge back out East and I think that the highest demand jobs are going to be the people that not only have those years of experience, but I'm also starting to see companies really pay attention to tenure. You know, I I get it. I've been in cannabis for eight years. Shit happens, you know, but I think that there is something to be said for a candidate, maybe having six jobs in four years, you know, that's hard to explain to a hiring manager. So high demand jobs are, are definitely going to be the ones that take a little more niche, a little more outside of the industry skill level, those senior accountants, those controllers that come from big pharma or know all the ins and outs. Uh, I, I think that that from what I've seen, really financial has blown up. A lot of companies are looking for those people to come in and just put them on the safe and narrow track. I think that with cannabis prices being at an all-time low and, and you know, economy is struggling all over the place, it's really bringing to light a lot of the struggles that maybe were easy to kind of overcome, but now are becoming an even bigger deal. So having someone that's not just, you know, Bob, who knows Joe, who worked with Karen, who happens to know QuickBooks, you know, they're getting actual CPAs in there to look at the books, to tell them what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done. So definitely high demand in the areas that aren't necessarily the norm. Awesome. What is your recommendation for how I might discover jobs in cannabis? Man, I have to say, and this is going to sound absurd. Every time I say it out loud, I question myself, but LinkedIn is literally the most cannabis friendly platform out there. There is a huge community on there. There are a ton of cannabis recruiting agencies that are consistently posting jobs you can connect with their recruiters. 
outside of the agency, you've got internal positions being posted by big names like Cresco, Green Thumb Industries, Cookies. I mean, Burner himself is interviewing people for some of those positions. That's insane. And you only get that opportunity if you're following them on LinkedIn. So first and foremost, I would say LinkedIn is huge. And then just doing some, some again, deep dives. All you got to do is Google cannabis recruiting agencies. There's a ton of them out there. Leafly.com is a great resource for just learning everything and anything within the industry from what it's like to be a 65-year-old woman walking into a dispensary for the first time to how to differentiate terpenes to what exactly does BHO mean. I mean, it's just a huge resource. And really network connect. You can never have enough connections. You can never have enough networking. So when and if those industry kind of, uh, not trade shows, right, but get togethers, they have Cincy night and things to that. If any of those are open to the public or maybe it's just a job fair, maybe you're not specifically looking for a job, but still go mingle, meet people, put your name out there, shake hands. It's still one of those amazing industries where you can kind of grassroots it and make it work, right? <laughs> so another another good piece of advice is research some brands, research some companies. If there's someone you really want to work with, start contacting them. Reach out to anybody and everybody you know that works there. Hey, how do I get in front of the hiring manager? Hey, what can I do to get a, a, a chance at just even talking to somebody? So I, I would say a little goes a long way in the cannabis industry and, and definitely don't be afraid to, make friends with your bud tenders. I mean, if you think about it, they're the frontline workers. They're dealing with all the other customers throughout the day. They're dealing with the vendors who come bring the product to the store. So they're constantly in the know of, yeah, Joe's getting ready to leave. So we know that so-and-so is hiring for this, or, hey, I know that we're going to be looking to replace that. I mean, it's just such a good, again, grassroots network to just kind of get it out there that you're even interested in and what they might know that's happening. Yeah. For women with a STEM education, what kind of roles are available? So that was a great question. And obviously there's going to be some things that aren't going to fall into the cannabis category, but I would say just about anything you could find outside of cannabis, you're going to find in cannabis. So for example, I worked at a company called Urban Grow with Stan. That's how Stan and I know each other. He helped me get hired. <laughs> and hiring mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, project managers, construction, just in general laborers, architects, interior designers. Nobody ever thinks of those kind of positions with cannabis, but they definitely exist. You've got the math side of things, right? I think I already touched on that. Accountant, financial and investment, analysts. That's desperately needed in the industry right now science. There's so much that is not known about this plant. We need more science. Obviously, that's hard to do with the scheduling of it all, but getting into a testing lab, being a laboratory technician even, all the way up to a chemical engineer helping to design the new greatest best extraction process for whatever cannabinoid is on the tip of everybody's tongues next year, right? So quality A, QAQC has been another big need that I've seen come through. And I think that kind of follows through on the EHS side of things where, it, yes, it, it's cannabis. It's, it's air quote, easy to sell, but it doesn't sell itself, right? Like you still have to have some quality checks. You still have to make sure you're not putting just complete crap out on the market. Software and systems engineers. I mean, there are so many platforms out there right now. And it, as as in every other industry, when it comes to tech, that's another area where you're going to see a lot of 
a lot of heavy hiring and then a lot of layoffs and a lot of heavy hiring and a lot of layoffs. Unfortunately, I think that's just kind of the, the tech way of life at this point. But again, it's an industry where, yes, there are a lot of constraints, but the right person with the right idea can just really lay the groundwork for some amazing things to happen. Okay. Uh, now I have two questions for you that are kind of off the book. Um, they're for me personally, just because yeah. <laughs> I'm like fascinated by you. Um, oh, I sure. wanted to ask you, this is kind of a two part question. Um, one, what was a start? What was your start in this career? And what made you realize that you were in the right place? That is a great question. And honestly, it's one that I answer all the time as a recruiter in the cannabis industry. So I worked for bars and restaurants forever, right? Started at 16, getting off the school bus, worked my way up. Very young as a manager in restaurants and bars, not always the easiest position for someone that was my age or a woman or a girl, as I would call myself at the time. So it was like, I was doing that forever. Long story short, we moved up to Colorado Springs and I was working for Starbucks because I, I loved Starbucks. And then quickly found out that I loved drinking it a lot more than I loved making it for other people. (laughs) So I had been with Starbucks for like two, three years. And I'm literally sitting at home in Colorado Springs. And we have this newspaper called The Independent. And in the very back, they have all their dispensary specials. As a medical patient, you get sign-on bonuses and like monthly treats. And because everybody wants your plant count if you're medical. So I'm literally, and this is going to sound so cliche and so stupid, but I'm literally just reading it. I'm like, oh my God, why am I not working in weed? Like I've been a smoker forever. I'm thoroughly interested in the industry, like just smack my head kind of moment. So the next day I looked it up, researched it back in the day in Colorado, 2014, 2015, two different occupational badges. One was a key badge, which gave you managerial privileges. And the other one was just, uh, what was it called? A support badge. So like you could be a trimmer or a bud tender. I'm like an overachiever. So I'm like, I'm getting the key badge (laughs) because I want to be a manager and, you know, life is roses. And so got my badge, literally just started peppering my resume everywhere. Like I just, I want to work for a, a weed company. I don't care how I get my start. Like I just need to make it happen. And I was fortunate enough at the time that having the conversation with my husband about, hey, I I know I'm making like a pretty good salary with Starbucks, but I think I want to jump into weed, which A, costs 350 bucks off the bat because I got to get a badge. B, I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just praying that I get a job. I could be making $12 an hour and we just decided that we were in a place that that could happen. And if it meant that much to me, like, let's see what, what, what comes of it. So I finally got a job at Maggie's farm in Manitou and Maggie's farm in Manitou is one of two recreational facilities in a 60 mile radius. So the next closest recreational is Pueblo or Denver. When I'm telling you it's busy, I'm talking 1200 people a day. $135,000 a day in cash. And I quickly moved up the ranks, started off $13.50 an hour as a cashier. And then I bud tended, and then I was a joint roller. And then I was a weigher and a packager and like literally got to do everything and finally got the coveted cash manager position, which really wasn't coveted at all because literally I just spent hours in the office, like counting twenties and bricking them and stacking them. And 
you know, at a certain point, it just turns into monopoly money. And you're like, this is not real. This is not my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. And the thing about it was that was my first experience. And it was like straight into the fire. You got to go, 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 go all the time. And when I tell you that bud tending was one of the most fun jobs I've ever had in my life, like if I could get paid what I get paid now to just bud tend for the rest of my life, I would. Best time of my life. And worked my way up, finally ended up with Native Roots, worked for them for a while, did recreational medical dual license. I, I got to work in Aspen, Colorado, which is like a once in a lifetime kind of thing for me, just spectacular. And then ended up at Urban Grow, which was a totally different side of the industry. And actually, in between leaving Native Roots and going to Urban Grow, I had a little stint in the grow with Native Roots. So I had like a month and a half of working at 200,000 indoor facility with like 14 bays and just potting plants in the dark with a green lamp. Like it was so much fun, so much physical labor, but eventually got in with Urban Grow and that was just another opportunity. They were still very much a startup. So I started off with their, as their office manager, but quickly got to help with marketing and accounting and human resources. And then I was their recruiter and then I got into sales. And so you just don't get that anywhere else, you know, like there's no other industry where you're not taking a job and not being put into a, a, a box like, oh, no, that's what you are. That's what you do, you know. So just another fantastic experience. And Urban Grow is very near and dear to my heart. I, I love everybody there. And my boss, my direct boss, the VP of HR, Nicole McIntyre, was just she's such a special person. She even outside of her being my boss, like we still keep in touch. I actually ended up hiring her daughter to work for me at Banks. <laughs> so we, we're still very much in touch, but she really just kind of proved to me that there's more to HR than just doom and gloom. So I being happy at Urban Grow and just kind of missing out on the actual cannabis, like heavy, hardcore industry side of things. You know, I was, like I said, hiring engineers and, and interior designers and when you're asking, I'm like, oh, what makes you want to get into cannabis? And they're like, oh, I mean, it was a job, you know, like, oh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a burgeoning industry. There was no passion there. There was no like, oh my God, I effing love it, blah, you know, and, and that's what I missed was the passion. So ended up at Vangst, which I've been familiar with for a while. They started in Colorado when I started in Colorado. So I always knew they were around and shoot, shot my shot and <laughs> they hired me. And a year later, here I am. I love it. I get to talk to all of these different people all across the United States. I'm in direct contact with some of the biggest cannabis companies in the world at this point. And I just, I, I wouldn't want to do anything else like that. This is really a culmination of all of the things that I've, I've done and I've been through in this industry. And really, this is my, this is my jam. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not bud tending, but I still get to have great fucking conversations <laughs> with people and just, out there that this is a medicine this is an industry that is so much bigger than just having a job or a career at the end of the day okay so you you talk a lot about loving the fluency and the passion and all of this diverse experience that you wouldn't normally get and and you know pretty much any other field is there anything else you want to add to that really I mean and this is going to sound crazy but just kind of the unknown of it all right like who knows where this crazy ride is going to take us? I mean, I've been in it for eight years and it's already changed a lot. And I, I just, you know, 
buckle up because who knows what's going to happen. And that's what I love about it is it's always keeping you on your toes, like, and not in so much of a a microscopic way, right? Like, of course, I have my day to day, my job, the things that I do, but then you have what's going on in the state. Well, what's going on in the nation? Oh, shit. What's going on across the ocean, right? Like cannabis is popping up everywhere. So it just makes it such a fulfilling kind of atmosphere to be in because again it's it's such a bigger picture at the end of the day we're 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 talking today you and me because a long time ago some dudes found this plant (laughs) and started smoking it and realized it actually does something and like for as many years as it was vilified and you know all the the marijuana madness and the reefer madness and you look back on that and you're like, oh my God, that was such crap. You know, like, this is crazy. And when you, in my experience, I think, you know, it's fine, right? It's, it's weed, you get to smoke, you get high, it's fun, it's a good time. But when you've been in a position where I've been lucky enough to be as just a bud tender, talking to a medical patient that has not found relief for years, from whatever it is that they're suffering from, and you turn them onto a, a gummy for God's sake, and suddenly they're eating a gummy instead of popping five pills twice a day. And you know, Colorado Springs is super military heavy, and we would physically see men walk in just shaking and like almost falling apart because this was something that they needed so desperately, and now it's here right in front of them, and you know, it's the relief they've been looking for, and. It, it's just been an amazing experience. And, and I've always said, like, I don't care what I'm doing as long as I'm doing it in the cannabis industry. Absolutely. Is there anything else you want to add to that? No, just that I think everybody, everybody should give it a shot. Like everybody that has no idea what's going on in the industry to people that might even have an aversion, right? They just totally hate the idea. I, I think that it's fair to say with just about anything, just educate yourself, right? Look into it, do your own rabbit holes, figure it out. It's, it's, there's stuff everywhere. Like it's not something. And, and that's the thing too, that I think I would like to say is there's a lot of like, oh, you can go to this university and learn all this about the cannabis industry. That's a waste of your money, honestly. Like all of that stuff you can find on your own. You just have to look. It's not something you should be paying money to learn. It's out there. I mean, when I say fake it till you make it, like that's how this industry was started. Nobody knew what they were doing. Everybody just kind of figured it out as you went along. And, you know, don't let the unknown be scary. It can be exciting too. Okay. I just want to say, I know this is for our upcoming Growers Appreciation Week, but I think I'm going to take the most out of it than anyone. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, that spot will be reserved by me because... This has just been really inspirational and yeah, just thank you so much. Yeah. any Like when I say anytime, I mean, anytime, like this again is my jam, just talking to people and putting out there just my experiences and, and what I've been seeing. I mean, I get a very, I get a very like bird's eye view on the industry as a whole from the inside to the outside. And if people want to listen to me, I'm willing to talk. <laughs> yeah. This has been really awesome. We appreciate it. And, and ditto anytime just let me know <laughs>